Welcome to your favorite sports adjacent audio forum, Sneaky Athletic Podcast. This week we got, of course, what we're mad about in the world, the lifestyle tips to help you out, the crazy shit that we saw online and our what the feed, what you need to Google to be smarter, and of course, what movies you should watch. After that, we're going to hit five worst people in sports. Obviously, personal opinion, but we're always correct, so know that. And then Big we're facts. Can't stop us. Wrap it up with Snack Racket. Update the people on how that's going. But before that, we got a word from our sponsors here. Fertilizer Service Company, helping you hoe so you can make that dough and tend to your rows off Highway 59 and Fairfax Mo. Hit them up at 660-686-2402. Uh, that's, you know, they got the good shit. Um, they're up there in God's country. Keep it God's country as green as she grows, baby. And a quick shout out to the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Mm-hmm. Be on the lookout. Logan Pyatt, the owner and operator of Fertilizer Service Company, has now started a podcast with his good friend, Rebel Heron, um, and I am producing it from afar. So uh, be on the lookout. It's pretty good stuff. I, I edited the first episode today, and uh, I'm excited. So you guys should check that out when it comes out. should be out later this week. Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. You really struggled with that rhyme. Uh, you would be a bad rapper. I don't like to read while I talk. <laughs> Too difficult. No, I just like to go off the top of my head. Like it feels more natural. Fair enough. When I write things down, it doesn't always. Like when I write things down and don't say it out loud first. Like I like to hear myself say it first or just go from off the cuff. Whenever you write papers, do you just speak it aloud while you're walking? No, around? I just don't proofread or anything. I just send it in. Love that. Let's get started with that attitude. All right, let's go. My heart, my soul, I gave it all. But loving you was never easy. So that's the first time we've actually listened to the theme song while we're recording. High energy. Love yeah, that. We need, I'm glad I put that uh, I put that preset in. Great glad idea. I did that because it, I'm ready to go. Oh, 100%. So what are you mad about? I am mad at myself because I did not realize that my body was in such a fucking routine that I needed to live by. So this last week I worked from home and... Just got completely out of whack. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much going from going to work from eight to four, you know, waking up on time, eating my meals at a specific time, going on walks at specific times with my dog, like eating dinner, all these things, not drinking every night. I didn't realize all these things led to just how I felt as a person. How like, do you feel now? Like shit, <laughs> because I, I can't sleep at night because I'm just laying around all day. Yeah. Um, I, I literally feel like I'm back like 21, 22 years old, like two, three years ago, which doesn't whatever. Um, cause I, yeah, my routine is just completely off. I'm eating all throughout the day. Hmm. I'm, I haven't weighed myself in forever. Probably a good thing. Cause I, I used to usually weigh myself every day. Fuck. Quarantine diets it's just have like gone out the window. My brain isn't even working. Like I was at work today. And I just completely forgot like a whole portion. Well, you were at home today doing work. No, I went into work for five hours. Oh, nice. Oh, fuck. I forgot to. Okay. Damn it. I need to write that down. 
Um, just forgot, <laughs> just remembered something. But again, it really is ruining I'm your like, life. I'm not, I need to be in a routine to like do the things that I do. Mm. Like on the weekends, I don't like to be in a routine, but that's my time to not be in a routine. Like my body knows like Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, I just do whatever. But then when Monday comes, I'm back in it and it sets my clock. My internal clock has just gone to hell. Yeah. I played video games to like 4 a.m. this weekend and haven't done that in so long. Woke up at like noon or one the next day and just stressed. Like, why did I waste so much of the day? Yeah, it's miserable. Absolutely. Could be worse, though. Definitely could be worse. Um, Definitely. Uh, what's your beef? Yours is worse than mine. Mine is words that you look at for too long and they no longer look how they should be. Like you spell, especially with this snack bracket that we have going on right now. I have looked at the word snack so many times that it just looks wrong. And I've had to Google snack. I've had to Google round after saying it multiple times and typing it multiple times. I will say I have edited the space between the lettering and that kind of makes an effect, but I hate that. Yeah, I mean it it it's maddening. But I know what you mean for sure. I feel like I've regressed back to like the first grade trying to learn how to spell. Yeah, I mean it's like when I mean, it's very similar to when you're like cramming for uh an exam or you're writing a paper in the middle of the night and you're like you get to the last page and you're like how do I spell works cited? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like I don't even know how to do the simplest things anymore. Oh, no. No, it just makes everything go to shit. And I look at the Google page, I'm like I had to have typed in the wrong word. S-N-A-C-K cannot be how this word is spelled. And I'm looking at the definition right in front of me. Yeah. It's a lot. What do you got for a tip for the people? So I got lots of tips. One, get your routines back. That's <laughs> okay. a simple one. Um, two, surprise Amazon orders or just, just gifts in general. I've, I got my tax return, so I just ordered like 10 things off the internet, mm. all different Everything from like a brush for my dog to like artwork and I've forgotten everything in the middle. So I'm just excited for when all this stuff is going to start showing up. Like today I got home and I had stickers. I made some stickers and ordered them and I was like, oh fuck, sweet. Like it's just, it's, it, it's a little bit of uh, it like brightens my day a little bit. Oh, you get the bidet yet? No, that's coming. Of course. It should. Shout out lookingglass.club. So that. The last thing, simple home improvements. So mm. like you brought in these, the plug-in air fresheners. Yes. Amazing. Like it just Shout already, Lauren, yeah. it just already brightens my day because like it's smelling better. And then like I bought some lint rollers. Mm-hmm. So I just like can get the lint and like dog hair off of me. Uh, I bought some air freshener for my room as well. There's just like shelves, things to organize while you're sitting at home and going into madness, just buy a couple things that will just make you happier. It just looks at like things that can just solve clutter. It's just going to make you happier. I promise. So I'm not sure if there was a reason why she gave this to me, but my girlfriend gave me fabric air freshener. Fantastic. My room smells great all the time. Is it randomness or do you stink? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it immediately put that question in my head of, oh my God, does she just come over to my room and my house and be like, like, I mean, she's the one who gave us the wall fresheners, and it has to be us. No, I there's think, been too many air I, freshener I think there's, gifts. I think a lot of people are very comfortable with certain smells, and it's just mm. what they've grown up with. So, 
if she's around here a lot, she probably wants it to smell like the smells she likes. That's fair. Like it could smell good in here, but it's like we could have it as like, I don't know, uh, like pine cone or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like more of like an outdoor smell. And she's like, no, I like fresh laundry smell. It's just perspective. I have heard that you are more attracted to people who share a similar smell to you because they, you know, over time those habits build and how, you know, just clean you are with your house and yourself. You're attracted to people who are in the similar range. I saw a study, this was years ago, five, six years ago, where they had uh, guys and girls, like they had, they had them wear shirts, just a plain white shirt for a week and they couldn't wash it and they had to wear it all week. And then at the end of the week, they put it in a bag and they gave it to the opposite sex and then made them, had them smell it and then pick which one they would rather like mate with. Basically, which one they would rather date or which one they thought was more attractive and they could they would pick. They'd be like, oh, no, that shirt. Like it was like easy to them. They could clean themselves, but not the body or not the shirt. Correct. The shirt. They couldn't wash the shirt, had to wear all week. So like if you worked out in it, you worked out in it. If you went to work in it, you went to work in it. If you slept in it, you slept in it. And it was just like the odor that built in and like people, they would smell the shirt and be like, no, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the one. A lot of activities I would start doing shirtless. I think for the study, you had to do it with a shirt. It's not like who has the worst body odor. They're going to take me home and like double check. What? Yeah, probably. Huh? I mean, if it, it was a, probably a well-funded study, if I saw it on like YouTube or something or like I read an article about it, it's probably well-funded. a well-funded. So like Gucci shirts instead of like Hanes? No, like oh. uh, smart scientists with lots of interns. <laughs> Fair enough. Delegate the work. Absolutely. Yeah. So my tip for everyone is kind of this me improving on this might just be an excuse, but this working theory I have of just be more thoughtful in general. But I think how many siblings and how big your household is affects how you're thoughtful and considerate to other people. I think that plays a role. I think what order of sibling you are plays a role in that. That's fair. Um, So there's a lot of factors. My biggest example of, that is my brother's fairly older than me i essentially at middle school he you know was already off to college and i had moved schools so like at that point like it essentially was like i was an only sibling and whenever i you know did stuff that was for people it was like very immediate it's like i'm not thinking about how this is going to affect two three steps down the road or how they're going to feel about it I'm just going to do something immediately that's going to make their life easier. Like, oh, hey, you didn't put your shoes up. I'll put your shoes up. I'm not thinking about, oh, maybe you left those out for a reason. I'm just like trying to be helpful in general immediately. Yeah. And sometimes that is not the best action because I'll do stuff that's just tunnel vision, you know, not even thinking. I'm like, oh, fuck, that uh, did not play out well. I've noticed that. Not like I'm a sure big you way, have. but I've definitely noticed that. I mean, I've lived with you for a very long time now, um, but we all get that way in some aspects. Yeah, but I but never... it's a good it's a good th- to take a step back and look at it from a different perspective of certain situations. Not every single when you see somebody's shoes out, don't be like, oh, like galaxy brain. I need to figure out what like that, obviously. But like if somebody makes a comment and not instead of just being like, you'll be fine or, you know, immediate assistance, like doing something in the long term. Yeah, like how can I really, you know, process this in and take it out and, you know, improve this whole scenario? Um, Yeah, I just, I move on too quickly sometimes and just like bull rush through it. And, you know, if it's there, I'll help. But if it's not, 
Uh oh. I mean that. That's good and bad. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean that's me. That's ADD as well. Mm. And did that last week. I would uh, also like to give a proper thank you to my girlfriend for helping me on the snack bracket. I couldn't have done that without her. And just bull rushed through that one trying to tell the story of how difficult it was. So, big ups. Bless up. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Alec. That was that was very big of you. I'm glad you did that. Um, I'm all, you know, trying to uh, be the bigger person here. Right your wrongs, as you should. Uh, yeah, um, there's a lot of them. You see anything crazy on the internet this week? Of course I did. There you know are it. five... People. The internet's all crazy right now. Yeah, I just want to clarify that. I was trying to narrow down my what the feed, and I was just like, there's a million things crazy right Too now. Too many people are on the internet right now. Yeah. I, I need it to go back to normal, so all my content is back where I like it. Yeah, I need my algorithm to come back into screen. Right, because people are just bored and tweeting out shit, and uh, apparently getting... Ding, 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 you're looking at him. More and more mad, especially five people who were shot in Russia over... Talking too loudly. <laughs> you know, in like the, it, I, I don't want to be incorrect here. Is it the Philippines that they're just like, if people are coughing, they're just like sicking biker gangs on them? Oh, uh, yeah. They're not. Isn't a, that where it is? I'm not sure, but they're not run by a very good person. Yeah. He was just like, all right, if anybody's showing symptoms, just go beat the fuck out of them, which is kind of what Russia is like. Well, I have like a little mini conspiracy corner about Russia. Have we don't, it's not that big of a thing. It's not a wee woo wee woo. No, no, no. They've been like silent about the whole COVID-19. Yeah, no shit. I mean, I get that like China you now. Russia likes down. to show weakness. Good point. But they're not even like making any plays currently, which I think is interesting. Like, I, I don't know. It's just something that you should be looking out for. I mean, I kind of just expected them to just be quiet this whole time. They're always thinking of something. I love to play the game. I don't know if I've said this before. How does Russia benefit? And almost always, uh, especially since 2016, uh, we've done exactly what helps them out as a country. Yeah, I don't know. They're crazy. I just, I don't want to, I've said too much. Vladimir, I'm sorry. Yeah, we love you. I'll do it. I'll do anything for you. Really? Sponsor the pod, and like, then I'll do anything for you. That's true. We do have a couple of Kiev listeners, which I think is odd. Yeah, we got some, we have and some. Moscow, over, yeah. Remember, uh, we had some Romanian listeners for a while. Yeah, it was interesting. Like a good chunk of Romanian listeners. Western Europe. We got shout those, out. We got those bots. Maybe, that might be it. Maybe my mom purchased some bots for us. <laughs> shout out your mom. <laughs> Love that. I don't know. What's um, your what the feed? So my what the feed is a documentary. That was made on Donkey Kong. It is called The King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters. Huh. So I found out about this through, um, pardon my take, mm-hmm. they they had tweeted out that everybody should watch this, uh, and then I don't know what they, I just saw the link. And so you watched it. Yeah, I don't she- know why they were doing it. I mean, Alec, I was sitting at home <laughs> on a Thursday afternoon, nothing to do, and they give me an hour's worth of entertainment. Fair. So it is a full-on documentary about through the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, the race to be um, or the the battle to be the number one world player in Donkey Kong and to set the world record. Oh, 
the Nintendo like games like that. I mean, and let me tell you, it's crazy. It's intense. There was so basically there was this whole gaming system that uh or like regulatory system thing that uh they controlled who got the number one spot. And they their favorite guy was Billy Mitchell, who was this like self-proclaimed badass of gaming. And there's like all of them did what he said. Well, this other guy, um, Steve Wiebe, beats Billy Mitchell's record, mm-hmm. but on video, they like send goons to his house to like check the board and they like disqualify it. They're like, no, it's it was a changed board and all these things. Changed board. They what? like switched the board out, the motherboard of Donkey Kong. Huh. So was it I don't know. It's Pace this, or was it it's no, it's this whole deal. It, and he broke a million. You have to just watch it because it, it's these nerds, but they're acting like it's you would think it was like I'm not I don't know a good comparison. I mean it's their World Series, it's their Stanley Cup, it's their Super Bowl, but it's going on all the time and they're like they're doing interviews. Like there's a camera crew following them and they're like very serious about, of course. And they're like trying to savvy. T- so then they're like, okay, you have to break the world record in this fun time game zone here thing or whatever. Uh, you have to come to the place to break it. And then they're like sabotaging the guy. So like while Steve Weeby's beating it and he does beat it there, they're like bringing crowds in and like making noise basically and like calling him out. And then this Billy Mitchell just, magically comes up with a video a video of him breaking a million and beating the record it's so crazy it's but a good time to get into esports fucking mega nerds well now one is guy, the time for those people to shine the one guy who was like at the head of the like gaming commission mm-hmm. had dubbed himself the gaming referee in like the 80s and has just been that his whole life like he just was like I'm the referee of Donkey Kong and everybody's like, okay. And then he just, he's ridden that out for like 25 years. Nice. Because this was made. Make it till you make it. This was made in like the early 2000s. It was made like 2006 is when this was made. Huh. But he, at that point he was just like still. Yeah. Esports is really like popping off. Oh, for sure. More than just arcade games now. I think arcade games are dying. Yeah. And because you can do it at home. Well, there The whole is... point of the arcade was it had all the games. Now you have all those at home. Right. And also it's better atmosphere to like go and watch you know like they actually have stadiums and arenas streaming yeah oh 100 percent. twitch the uh super smash bros uh tournaments are just as competitive and highly intense like those people like are really into it and they dominate the internet when some stuff goes on and that's crazy wild yeah so uh you gave your what the feed mm-hmm. uh, so i'll give my google this go ahead um so as I'm sure all of you can tell, um, everybody's inside and not moving. So what does that do? That slows down our carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. So we're currently undergoing, I wouldn't quite call it a reverse of climate change, but our greenhouse gases and carbon emissions have decreased a lot. Um, Didn't they say that it could possibly like self-heal if we quit hurting it? So there's there's a little of both. So United Nations is saying that it's a great cost. So the economy is obviously taking a huge hit. Yeah. But we're getting 
very good gains against climate change mm-hmm. where we're slowing down these carbon emissions. I mean, it's insane our, our, the, how small the footprint has gotten with nobody out moving around. Um, but there's also this thing that I that I had heard about um, where the the greenhouse gases are actually going to cause like a they, they actually ca- they cause like a, a global dimming where they actually block sunlight. And then now that they're getting reduced, they're not going to be blocking sunlight as much. So before we're going to completely heal in this like weird middle time, we're actually going to let more UV rays in, which could hurt us more. Yeah. More cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's going to heat up the earth more as well. Okay. So it's like, we're in this weird middle ground of like, this is good. Like overall, I think it is good that we're reducing our carbon footprint and greenhouse gases. But I think there could be some short-term suffering because of it. Our house really must have smelled bad. Is that all you can fucking think about? Your ADD just... Yeah, I know. I get locked in. So what's your Google list? Mine is Inber put out a paper, which is the National Bureau of Economic Research, who, yeah, you probably haven't heard of them, but they're backed up by some decent places. University of Chicago, Korea University Business School, European Corporate Government Governance Institute and Stanford Law School. And they put out a study that said childhood exposure to food stamps reduces the likelihood that that person receives public program income later on in life. So if you're a child and you know your parents are on food stamps, mm-hmm. you're less likely to receive any sort of government assistance later on. Interesting. Through, is it just like government assistance through food stamps? Is that what like I similar? I think just I, government assistance falls under you know unemployment, so okay, and you know all those other things. I think that those people just realize the hard work and you know the struggle and don't want to go back to it. Fool me once, type deal, or fool me can't get fooled again. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I mean, I guess it's like you've been there. You don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. So uh They're harder workers, I guarantee it. Yeah. What you watch? So much. <laughs> I've seen it all. My my I Netflix see. is like on fire and my Hulu, everything is just like burning up because they're hey, slow down, slow down. Like quit. Um so recently <laughs> But you haven't. No. Of course not. <laughs> recently started what we do in the shadows, which mm-hmm. is a FX uh T V series based off the movie. What we do, what in, we the do in the shadows with uh, the same director. Uh-huh. Um, you can try to pronounce his name. Taika Waititi. I always fuck it up. Um, it's pre- it's pretty good. He's a good dude. He season makes a one, lot of good stuff. Um, season two comes out in 10 days. Yes. So I'm completing season one by then. Um, but it's on Hulu, so it's a good watch. I would recommend it. It's pretty funny. Um, we watched Westworld last night. Yes, we did. In Fuego, it's really picking up. So, I truly, I just want this on record. So, if I'm correct about it, great. If I'm not, it sounds crazy anyway. So, it's fine. I think that there is a spoiler w- alert world, not really, in Westworld that is Game of Thrones themed. They hinted at that. Like, that's not a stretch. I don't think it's technically Game of Thrones, but it's like medieval with dragons. Yeah, like it's like and magic. I don't think it's called Game of Thrones World. 
what would you call it? Magic World. I don't know, Alec. They come up with, it's like, what's Shogun World and West World? And it would probably be like Medieval Times. Thinking Throne World. No. That'd be a bunch of toilets. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. But Anyways, all over the place. I think that we're going to have a couple of crossover characters. I don't think we are. I don't think they're going back to the island anymore. I think they're done with that. Who knows? Dolores is the only one making hosts right now. And there's, who knows? There's so many timelines. We're not good at. That's something I haven't really taken into account for this season is if there's multiple timelines. Because it seems like it's only on one, but I know there's. At there's least two. Uh, they do. That's their fucking thing. That's oh, their whole bit. Yeah. It's, that's where they fuck you every time. What if in this timeline that they have, Game of Thrones wasn't fucked up? And then they have another timeline where it was fucked up. Well, it's not that type of timeline. It's not like it's not like alternate universes. It's the same Good universe. Point, yeah. It's just different timelines. It's like holes. You know, holes is always the book and the movie. It's like always jumping around from time period to time period. Yes. Fantastic movie. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time. I would say it's one of my favorite Shia movies. Did you read the book? Yeah. Me too. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, I had to for school, but I enjoyed it a yeah. lot. I like it was one of the books when I was younger that I actually like. I hated reading. I always did because I'm bad at you it. Still do. Um, yeah, I, it's something that's carried on me for a long time. But there was maybe five books that I was forced. Well, I was forced to read a lot of books in you know uh, elementary through middle school, high school, college, whatever. There was like five, six books that I actually enjoyed reading during that period of time, and Holes was one of them. I don't think I'll ever forget the, if only, if only the woodpecker cries. Yeah. I, I don't want to go through the whole thing, but you feel me. Fire. Fire. Absolutely. Um, I think, I don't know, Westworld, I think it's going to, this next episode is episode five, and mm-hmm. I think we're going to get a mid-season finale, and it's going to be fire. What is uh, Jesse from Breaking Bad's name? What's his real name? Aaron Paul. He's doing a great job. Yeah. He's a great actor. Yeah. He's a great He's just been typecast a little uh, bit now. For sure. When, you, when you're when you in one of the best television series of all time... It's hard not to. It's hard not to be put in that place. I mean, uh, what's-his-face who played Brian Cranston? I mean, he already had a deep... He played Walter White. Oh, yeah. He had a deep resume before he got to Breaking Bad. So he, he was able to just walk on from that. But basically, any of the supporting characters are Breaking Bad characters. Oh, absolutely. And I think that it happens a lot in comic book shows as well. Like, because you typically do a ton of movies in that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, Chris Hainsworth. Thor. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even remember but what his name is. Are you even is. mad about that, though? Well, if, you, if you're him? Because he had, what, seven movies there that he did? It depends with on all, the person. With all the Avengers and all the Thor movies, Ragnarok was an amazing movie, too. It completely depends on the person, I think. Uh, Ragnarok, directed by Taika Waititi. It's a great movie. He's also doing um, the next one. I'll be interested to see where they go with all that stuff. There's a lot of change in that universe. Yeah. Changed Captain America. They changed... Uh, fuck, who else? There was a lot of change. I don't want to... Oh, Iron Man... Um, wait, what happened to him? He died. Can't believe you said that. You, I mean, if you're a listener to this podcast, <laughs> you know, that happened a year ago, literally a year ago. You spoiled that for everyone. 
Uh, it'll be a lot of change. It'll be interesting. I always like those movies. I'm not one to go like see them or buy them or rent them, but once they're available to me or I want to pirate them, yeah. I think available to you means up on pirating websites. Yeah, or like... <laughs> Or if there's enough going on, like right now, there's enough available on the streaming sites because they know what's going on. They're doing a purge. They're getting everything out. Oh, yeah, good. for sure. So right now I'm entertained. I don't need to go pirate movies or do anything because they're giving me movies like Good Time on Netflix, which was a fire flick that I watched last night. So good. It's directed by the Safdie brothers and it's a 24 movie. So they did Uncut Gems. They've done a whole myriad of movies. And the one of the Safety brothers is the supporting actor. Where did the word flick come from? Like, how did that you get... Flick it up on the TV. Do you think that's what it is? No clue. Um, it just, just seems like an old term. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. It seems more romantic. Flicks are more romantic, don't you think? Like, a rom-com is a flick, and an uh, action movie is a, is a movie. I don't have an answer to that. And then, and then a a drama is a film. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. If there's artistry from you know the directing and cinematography standpoint, film. And a thriller is a piece. Mm. Piece of that ass. Um, we'll come back to it. Good time. It was a great movie. I think it came out like 2010. I don't know. It. it it kind of halfway starts out slow, but then the middle point on, you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm fucking in. Uh, and then another movie that I watched. You had a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> this one, uh, Guardians movie of the century. It won, I believe. Is that like actually the title? Guardians movie of the century? No. Guardian is a You're public... calling it movie of the century. Guardians. Yes. It's theirs. Their movie of the century. It's called There Will Be Blood. Oh, the newspaper. Yes, the yeah, publication. Yeah. Yes. Um, there Will Be Blood. It's Daniel Day-Lewis. He won uh, Best Actor. I think that if you work for The Guardian, you should probably have to bring a weapon and or physical armor to work. Your name should be like... Um, if you if you work for The Guardian, your name should be like Eagle. Yeah, yes. Nickname. Or it should be like... Uh, Hawkeye, what kind of writ for Marvel? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of some the like Enforcer. Blaze. They got dudes like Blaze and Taze, hmm, and Maze. I think your your name, if you work, you for fell the, off there. Yeah, well, I <laughs> intentionally. If you work for the Guardian, you should. Uh, your briefcase should be in the shape of like Captain America's shield, Labyrinth. That should be your office. That should be like the conference room name. Hmm. Yes. If you work for the Guardian, you should have to cross a moat to get into work. I think that it's difficult because whenever you think of like spies, they always have to use normal words to blend in. So it's hard to make like obvious spy. Well, not spy, but like obvious enforcement names, you know, because they try to blend in with them. Did you know that's a rule that whenever you make a case like this is the... I don't have a good example off the top of my head. But whenever they name like the project, they try to name it something that is irrelevant to the actual project. 
So in case yeah. they have a mole or something, yeah. That's what... Um, McMillian's talked about that. Yeah, they called it uh, fi- Project Final Answer. Yeah. And it was about the McDonald's monopolies, which did you finish that? No, not yet. It's pretty good. Um, it explains everything at the end. We kind of forgot about that. That was a good little series. Yeah. Oh, one more that I had. Oh, yes. One more thing that I watched. You better be watching a ton of shit next week, too. Good God. This is a good one. This was. This comes from our good friend Paul Books. Uh, and there will be blood. How much blood is there? A lot. Okay, it's cool. It's a two and a half hour movie. Great. Amazing cinematography. Amazing music. The only reason it didn't win Best Oscar for music is because it there was one piece of music that wasn't original. That's so it like was disqualified. Otherwise, it would have hmm. won. I think it won Best Picture and Best uh, Actor. Sometimes I feel like it's harder to put music that's already made perfectly into a film than it is to create music for the film. Like you already have an idea, you already have a genre, and the you only, already have a theme. The only one was the very last like musical piece that was in it at the finale and it fits perfectly. You get a good like CCR song. We've talked about this. This is my favorite Brown thing. Bounty. Yeah, like that. You're, in a, in, you're well. in a fucking helicopter, you're flying over a river and it's Vietnam. Yeah, we yes. get it. It's CCR. We've talked Fortunate about this song. theme or this like idea for a film because I thought Power by Kanye West with the drums at the beginning would be such a good song for like a Trump movie. And you're like, yes, that's the intro. And he's just like walking around, like shaking people's hands. It's just cutting to him, like walking around the room, you know, shaking hands and like giving, you know, Trump looks with like each like drum bang. I think that would be fantastic. Putting that together. Somebody just needs to make a gif of it. Let's get, this is a little, a sample of like walking onto a fucking, walking onto Air Force One. Oh yeah. Like walking up to a rally. Oh, yeah. And he's like giving out some points, putting his hand up in the air. He's wearing the hat a lot in those films or in that like picture. You could do quick cuts of like golfing and shit. I don't know. Why are we making Just a, Trump a movie sweet right stroke? Now? So because it would be good. The, it would be funny. The last recommendation I have is the scheme on HBO. Mm-hmm. So, uh, good friend Paul Books recommended this. HBO also available for everyone currently. If you want to go and watch, they made that open. So, uh, apparently people should watch The Wire. That's, uh, that's what we like to call, uh, honey holing you a little bit. They're getting you fucking addicted. Oh, they're yeah. bringing you in and they're like giving you a little taste of the good stuff. Cause there's everything on there. And let me tell you, there's only better stuff coming. Well, it's not television. It's HBO. The scheme. So it's about NCAA players getting paid, and it's about how the FBI is just a piece of shit. And they just use whatever resources they want, and they they feel necessary and have zero repercussions. I mean, we talked about this last week where, you know, the FBI said that they would hire a child prostitute if it helped them with an informant. Yeah, so in this one, they literally took 100 k out to Vegas and just blew it all trying to get these coaches to like basically take money. So it was considered bribery so that they can get their way and put in their charges. My kind of operation. I mean, and it, it kind of blew up because the, the agents ended up gambling and, but they never got in trouble for it. Um, 
it, of course it, not. It was very interesting. You get to see kind of the interwebs of how uh, the whole process of recruiting a player to an agency in the NBA works, and it starts when they're about fourteen years old. If you didn't already know, by yeah, now. but it gives you an insight. Like it literally has tapped calls, like wiretaps, so you can hear them discussing how they're going to AAU teams, and these AAU teams are getting hundred thousand dollars sponsorships from different shoe companies, and how all this money is moving around, and the people that are connected, and all this stuff. That's a good segue into my SAP MDB, which is Mindhunter the good side of the FBI when they start realizing we have a different kind of class of killers uh, now that we have more media attention and sprees and there's different factors that go into it. And I really love the way that the main character thinks, but wow. It's a good show. Yeah. Um, I kind of like, I'm in and out on it. I'm not one of those. It's like, I'm going to sit there and watch the whole thing, but I, I don't, I'm not going to disrespect it. The way that he thinks is so similar to my brain and it just the way that he's written to think. Let's not make him a real person. He might be based off a real person. You don't know that. He's not. Um, Do you know that? But you know what? Who is based on a real person? You want to give me a yes or no? I don't know that, Alex. That's what I figured. Okay. But you don't know that either. True. Okay. Now that we're on the same page. Who's based on a real person? Me. Um, no. So <laughs> there is... I'm not based on a real person. There is supposedly yes a new episode of Tiger King coming out. Indeed. This was released via Jeff Lowe, via Cameo. Okay, this is how this news broke. Um, it was broken by Justin Turner, baseball player for the Dodgers. Why? Because he either paid for a Cameo or... Got a cameo? I don't know. Here, I'm going to play. If you don't know, cameo is something where you can pay celebrities to give you a personal message. I'm going to play the audio for you here. Hey, Courtney and Justin, this is Jeff Lauren from the Tiger King show on Netflix. Thank you for watching our show. Christy said you're a big fan. And yeah, you need a life. You just wasted <laughs> seven hours on ours. Take care, guys. We love you. Netflix is adding one more episode. We'll be on next, next week. week. Yeah. We're filming here tomorrow. Take care, stay safe, and put your mask on. I don't have high expectations because he said we're filming here tomorrow. But Next week. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already been disappointed because that video it contained Jeff Lowe and his wife, not Jeff Lowe, his wife and babysitter. Well, you can't just. It's part of the persona. the babysitter is the nanny is a side piece. She's not around all the time. You don't know that. He already publicly said that he was banging her. He literally said, like, in a DM that I saw. Uh, yeah, I know. We talked about yeah. it last week. I'm just trying to consider the ramifications. I'm excited. I'm excited for. Oh, he definitely, like, had her tubes tied or had an IUD. Or what is that called? IUD. IUD. But he probably had his tubes tied, yeah. He's probably. I don't know if he can even shoot. He's probably shooting blanks. Why do you say that? Drug use? He's pretty old. <laughs> Buddy. I think he's older than we think. I don't know. I don't know about all that. Anyways, I think it, I'm excited for it because one, the hype. I'm just, I have nothing better to do, but two, I think he's just going to be openly lying. Like, I think this is going to be him trying to cover his tracks or Without he's, a doubt. 
or he's going to be trying to expose new things to get the scent off of him. But whatever it's going to be, I'm going to get to see watch like a clown dance in front of a camera. And it's going to be fun. 71. How old did you think he was? Wait, we're 70. He's 70. How old did I think he was? I thought he was in his 60s or less. So older than you think. Oh, I was right. Wrong Jeff Lowe. There's another Jeff Lowe who's an alpinist. There's a lot of Jeff Lowe's, man. You think yeah, that's probably a, a pretty un- common name, yeah. honestly. Who knows if you'd be able to find it. You got anything else with the SAP MDBs? Nope. Well, let's get into our five worst people in sports. No real category or specific selection we had. And just, I know we're going to miss people. Yeah, oh, 100%. There's only 10 people we can select right now. Correct. Correct. So do you want to go first or do you want me to? I'll let you go first. It was your idea. Mark Emmerich. Okay. Do you know who that is? That name kind of sounds familiar, but it's not ringing a bell. Essentially Satan for anyone over, or, sorry, under 22, 23. NCAA president, Mark Emmerich. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. Yep. Terrible. Well, Fuck you. I'm one of, I'm, I've added someone to my list. My list is going to be more than five people. I don't have a lot to say because I feel like everybody knows how uh, terrible he is just in general. Just the worst. But he needed to be mentioned in a person who ruins sports list, without a doubt. Yeah. Okay. Worst people in sports? Mm-hmm. O.J. Simpson. Disagree. I'm going to take that. Go off, King. I mean, he literally murdered people. Not in sports. He doesn't have to be in sports. He's an athlete. He's a part of sports. Was an athlete. Puts out a lot of great content now. According to you. Also, the glove didn't fit. Did you watch the people versus OJ Simpson? Oh, OJ killed his wife, yeah. <laughs> no, but that also, to go back to SAPMDB, if you have nothing to do, find that. I don't know where you can find it. It used to be on Netflix. Is that Cuba Gooding Jr.? Has yeah. Yeah, it really won, good. Really good. It won a fuck ton of awards. It yeah. was great. It had uh, the guy from Friends, Ross from Friends. I don't know his name. He Not played, a murderer. He played the friend. He's the Kardashian. He played. Which one? The OG, the dad. yeah, the Kardashian, the mom. Now, it does that title change? What when you transition? I guess that's no, a, that's uh, that's Jenner. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's multiple, there's two dads. He was the one who got it all started. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So I'm taking OJ Simpson. Go back to back for me. Okay, I'm gonna stick with a certain trend. Fantastic. Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> one of the best tight ends in football mm, for a couple of years i wouldn't say oh. like ever oh no no no. yeah for, for during his time he for was, a couple of years he was good while aaron hernandez played professional football he was top five tight ends i would say so i, I think at the same time he killed some people you had gronk you had him um trying to think of some other i mean you had rudolph you had yeah, there were there were other good tight ends at the same time. Who's your favorite tight end of all time that's not a chief? That's tough. Uh, Actually, give me one chief and one non-chief. Chief, I would go Tony Gonzalez. Agreed. I mean, yeah, I think my favorite I think Tra- Travis Kelsey's going to pass him because I'm watching him. Currently, he's on a streak of four years of a thousand yard seasons. Yes. And just won a Super Bowl. Had an amazing play. He had a three touchdown playoff game, which is just mm-hmm. fucking insane. Um, I think Travis Kelsey's on a fucking tear, but Tony Gonzalez. He will get there. Tony Gonzalez is what I was raised on. He yeah. he was my second favorite player 
probably my actual favorite player, like good overall, but Dante Hall was my favorite player growing up. Yeah, uh, I was just factory. about to say that. He's um, my favorite receiver. He was yeah. my he was my favorite player. He was X Factor. Exactly. Um, I remember one of the first couple of Chief games I went to, the Chiefs were down to the Raiders, and it was like a Christmas, like before or after game, and they were down by just a couple of points. They kick off the entire stadium just has their hands up and crossed in the x and just chanting x factor and he makes like a 50 60 yard return he was a human joystick love not to yeah um greg olson okay. probably my favorite tight end out just because not necessarily on the field um off the field he's Fair just enough. a bro yeah dallas clark for me oh that's that's a good one he you know he played eight man i did not know that yeah well you know, i'm a big paint guy fair enough uh give me your number two Booger McFarlane. Yeah. ESPN analysis with some of the absolute most useless utterances I have ever heard in my entire life. This man is just a blabbering nonsense machine. It's like somebody, you know, it's like if you put a monkey in front of a typewriter, eventually he'll write Shakespeare. Yeah, the infinite monkey theory. You don't think that with infinite boogers, they would get a good takeoff? Never. Okay. He can sit there and look at it. Infinite booger theory. Yes. Yeah. Your nose just gets stuffed with nonsense. Infinite boogers. So I'll go back to back. Actually, a funny story about him. You know, he was, so he was nicknamed booger all throughout like high school and growing up. I think he was like a family member or something. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to like get rid of that nickname when he went to LSU. Oh, I remember. And he made his first tackle in Death Valley and the announcer goes booger mcfarlane with the tackle and he said he looked up and was like what the fuck he was like how did they he was like i didn't even tell nobody sticks with you yeah some things do just like everything bad has stuck with my number three james dolan owner of the knicks so you're going more higher ups okay without a doubt outside of the world Mm, pretty much yeah Yeah. i like commentators there's not a lot of players that i truly hate Dolan's making that fucking bag during the quarantine. Did Probably. you read about that? No. He sold um so Madison he owns the Madison Square Garden group. Yes, and they owned the Coliseum in LA and they sold it to the Clippers owner. Um I can't the new one that's not racist. Uh oh, Steve Madden. No, <laughs> bald guy. Look it up right now cuz it's going to drive me fucking crazy. Um uh, what the fuck is his name? Anyways, they sold it to the Clippers owner for four hundred million cash. Balmer. Steve Balmer. He bought it fucking cash. You think Microsoft is fucking doing bad? I sure as fuck don't. He bought a fucking arena cash. How many duffel bags is that? That's Brinks trucks. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. When your cash when you calculate your cash in Brinks trucks. That's a different level. And people love Steve Ballmer. I bet that kind of hurt for James Dolan because he has the most fragile ego in the world. Steve Ballmer, it's because he's like, he's kind of like nerdy Mark Cuban. I disagree. I don't think Mark Cuban is a good person at the end of the day. Steve Ballmer might not be, but I'm talking I, about in their owners in the, in the realm of being an NBA owner, they both sit courtside. They're both extremely passionate. They both made their money off the internet. They are like super involved with their teams and they're, they're like they're players owners, but one is more like hard nosed innovator. One is innovator and like silly, goofy, like 
you know, high fiving and like he has this big cheesy grin and like sweating his through his shirt. Balmer also had the benefit of following up whoever the fuck owned the Clippers before that everybody hates. Oh, what the fuck was his name? I mean, he got voted out after he said all that racist shit and it was a racist. Yeah. Um, oh, he very much is. James Dolan might be too. I mean, he's a billionaire. So he, he needs to get rid of the team. He needs to just expunge you're himself. You're not even a Knicks fan. Think no. about how Knicks fans feel. I wanted to put the Suns ownership here, but it's there's like a couple of people that I think that like really go into that no. process. I mean, James Dolan makes more overarching he's the, decisions. Man, he's the guy. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You can put a you can put a pin in him. My next, uh, my number three. Go three, four. I'll go four. You go five. I'll go five. You mentioned it before we started. I was like kind of thinking of a couple people, mm-hmm. and you you mentioned him, and I just kind of smiled. In my head, I was like, "Who are people that Chandler hates in sports?" I've hated him my whole entire fucking life. Yeah. Philip Rivers. I bet kids seven through eight hate him. Honestly, I bet kids five through nine hate him. And it's not so younger people. People probably. I don't know, kids in like high school, like freshmen in high school probably hate him for a completely different reason than I hate him. Like he actually beat the Chiefs for a long time. He hasn't beat them in six years, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he, he may be one or two games and he did beat us, what, last year, two years ago? I mean, he has a couple here and there, but he would beat us and be the fucking snobbiest, like most animated and like flopping and bitching to the refs all he's the time. Such a little bitch. He's like a fucking other quarterbacks character. complain, but he is such like, oh, they're you're gonna do this to me. Like this what? is not something that they should be done to quarterbacks. Like Brady complains, Manning complains. Like you see everybody in that same like. It's more like a whiny. It, he looks it, more yes. whiny than like when Tom Brady. It's like I hate Tom Brady. He's not on my list, but I hate him. But when he does it, it's like out of passion and like. Like, yeah, it's like a, an F fuel to the fire of like him being mad and like this. He's trying to win, and not that Philip Rivers isn't trying to win. It's just he's more not. like no, whiny. Let, let's be clear on that for a second. Like and, I don't think Philip Rivers and a lot is of people really trying to win. I think a lot of people that are not fans or have to watch the AFC West all the time. So people who live on like the East Coast like Philip Rivers because he's like this animated character they get to watch all the time. I mean, if you I think like that, children, you like Philip Rivers. Yeah, I'm gonna group those two together. Yep, uh, easy. We're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna start making those. We're not connecting those dots. Um, Speak for yourself. But he's just a whiny little bitch, and it mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting. He's with the Colts now. Indeed. So one year deal. They are paying him 1.3 million more than they're paying Trubisky, which is 21 million, 21.3 million dollars for Philip Rivers. It'd be interesting. I've just hated Philip Rivers for a long time. You know what's crazy? I, I, this is what I was going to say. I kind of forgot this. If you actually hear or if you follow any like Chiefs players or or Broncos or you know anybody who's in the AFC West, um, they all like Philip Rivers. It's probably because it's an easy game. They think it's it's like a like I remember Tyron Matthew and a, a couple other guys. They're like, oh, that's just Phil being Phil. And like Chris Jones talked about it. He punched Chris Jones in this this last yeah, offseason. Chris yeah, Jones yeah. tackled him. Philip Rivers gave him like a little mm, punch. Like a little mm, like your little brother when you pin him down and he's like trying to get you, but he can't he gave him one of those and if and Chris Jones in an interview and he's like, Oh, that's just Phil being Phil. It's silly. Cause they're all like 
like they tackle him and they're like, stay down, you fucking bitch. And he's like, you son of a gun. Cause he doesn't ever yeah. cuss, you know? <laughs> he's so mad. He's, he's like, gosh darn it. You son of a gun, get back here. If he wasn't an NFL quarterback, he would be a youth worship leader. He's very much the guy who grew up and he was playing Madden or whatever. He's playing video games with his friends and he'd be losing and he'd hit the reset or like the off switch on the game and be like, oh, didn't count. Would you have more respect for him if he Mason Rudolph somebody? No, I don't want, I'm not going to tie him in with that. I have I'd have more respect with him for him if he would have won more games when he had the best running back in the NFL when running backs mattered. Wow. Yeah. When he had LaDamian Thomason and it was just like, eh. He kind of fucked over LT's career, to be honest. There was that. There was also like he had Peyton Manning in the AFC. Um, He had like there there was a whole factor of things. There was a lot of times in the Colts where we don't get me wrong. Obviously, we still have the Patriots as a blockade there. there. Like Phillip Rivers just always had like. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Like those were those were the like through his whole career, he was drafted in Eli's draft. So I think it was like oh three around that time. And so it was like Peyton and Tom were like year five ish, year six ish around that time. And they were, he was just always in their shadow. And he was just always the little brother who didn't cuss and whined all the time. My Weird. four. Pete Rose. Mm. Interesting. This was this was a stretch. I've been back and forth on Pete Rose many a times. Be- the, the whole thing is I just don't know the whole truth. I don't He's a slimy person. Yes. Yeah. He's he's I don't mind if you're if if he were to like place future bets on his team to like win a certain amount of games or to win the World Series, things like that, but there's things that I've heard where he was placing bets and he was changing the pitching rotation to certain yeah you know he was basically betting against when he knew his bad players would go or he would he'd pull back his bets and it's like there was just too much sleazy stuff going on i undoubtedly the best hitter to ever play in major league baseball maybe what are we talking are we talking consistency are we talking home runs i mean he i also think like Getting consistent contact and getting on base. He had, what, 4,000 hits? That is... Who's second most? One of the Each hardest row? arguments to make because of baseball, as small of a window that it is to change, I think that it makes the most significant difference when small things change. I mean, he never was going to touch Joe DiMaggio's record of like getting on base, but he was one of the best hitters of all time. I'm not saying he is number one, but I'm saying he's definitely in the conversation and up there. There are so many small things that have changed within the game that make drastic differences that it's really hard. I think more than any other sport to judge people from generation to generation. Baseball has changed a a lot, a lot. Easiest is hockey. Has changed a lot or is the most consistent? Yeah. To judge generation to generation, the easiest. Pete Rose has the most hits of all time in baseball. Ichiro is way down farther than I thought. It goes Pete Rose, Ty Cobb, who Ty Cobb's super impressive. They also say yeah. he was a piece of shit. Ty Cobb would sharpen his spikes on his cleats and slide into second feet up shit like that. Ty they Cobb did that all the time. Ty Cobb broke 4,000 hits. That's part of the reason. Then Hank Aaron. And then it goes my know. all-time favorite baseball player is Jackie Robinson. And he had to deal with so much of that. Like he was 
one, just a fantastic player, but the mental fortitude that baseball takes just in those split seconds of focus, him being able to overcome all the other external factors to be such a successful baseball player is insane. Ichiro is way the fuck down there. I didn't realize he didn't really get as many as I thought. He also came to baseball notable, a little late. Notable players before him. So Derek Jeter is at six with 3,400. Um, I mean, I'm Willie Mays at 12, um, Albert Pujols at 15, Cal Ripken Jr. at 16, Adrian Beltre at 17, George Brett at 18. If I have to make a, you want to do Tony Gwynn, best Alex people Rodriguez. in sports next week? George Brett? I, that's not who I was thinking uh, who of. Who you're going with? Albert Pujols. He's good, dude. He is good through and through. Good fucking dude. Is he still playing or did he retire? I think he's still on the payroll, but they're For the not Angels? Like, actively playing. I mean, he him. should just be a hitting coach. They gave him a fat contract way back. The he should one hundred percent. He should be a hitting coach. Oh, without a doubt. I have so I used to whenever I was playing like traveling baseball, train at a facility who one of their trainers also, you know, did stuff with him, Albert Pools. And whenever they showed me pictures of him, and the guy was like explaining like Albert. Albert's routines there, you know, they're just like kind of talking up, like trying to sell themselves his thigh. He like gave a circumference of it. It was almost the size of my head. It was bigger in your head. I not a doubt in my mind. That his thigh was bigger in your head. It's insane. It's absolutely nuts. He married a woman who has a kid with special needs and has devoted so much He's of very his much life to helping. He helps those, those in need. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. He's a good dude. Uh, I didn't really like when he was on the Cardinals just because I'm not the biggest Cardinals fan, but he is a very good person. There are two Cardinals that I always give passes to. Yachty? Three Cardinals I always give <laughs> passes to. <laughs> Yachty, Albert, Ozzy. Okay, yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so... Number who, four for me. Yeah, who's your four five? So it's kind of a combination of people because they all collectively make... like this broadcast suck mark jackson jvg doris burke that's jeff van gunny that is jeff van gunny and doris you hate i hate doris on air more than anyone she is one of the most brilliant writers and i will give her that some i mean that doesn't translate it does sometimes it just doesn't translate i I'll read Doris Burke articles all day. She has a connection with some of these people, and it might just be over time that she's, you know, amounted that. But holy shit, can she not talk on air? So they all like have some moments where they do okay. But like there was a bit like going around on Twitter a little bit ago where Mark Jackson asked JVG who his favorite or what his favorite uh, Jay Z album is on a live basketball game. Interesting question. Don't get do me you wrong. Get, but. This is maybe like what if Bill Walton is talking about like riding his bike in Hawaii and getting high? At least it's fucking entertaining. None of those people are entertaining Fair with enough. their side conversation. It's also when Bill Walton is doing it, it's uh, a Pac-10 basketball game that's at like very specific. It's at like yeah. midnight. Like oh, 100%. It's a Wednesday night and you're like rubbing your eyes. You're trying to stay awake to like make sure your bet goes through. And Bill mm-hmm. Walton is talking about riding his bicycle next to the volcanoes. And you're like, all is right in the world. And then you go down and you lose your fucking bet. You lose two <laughs> units on UCLA. At like 10 a.m. and no one hears your screams at the void. Oh, I guess 12 a.m. Yeah, it's like it's like 
approaching one o'clock because the game fuck the game <laughs> the last minute took thirty minutes. They're We've all been there. Different sort of bad than Booger because like Booger just can't articulate himself well, and I guess that they sort of have Booger. that, but they all understand the game. Every single one of those people. Booger also has like Tessator. His cutbacks from when Booger is just like off in Neverland and Tessator is like, and we have uh, first and 10 and Mahomes is dropping back. And it's like, it's like those, sometimes those cuts are just laugh out loud funny, but then yeah. sometimes you need somebody to kind of like bridge the gap to get it, get you back there. It's not necessarily like I'm not watching this sports game for entertainment to laugh. Yeah. No, I'm not. Okay. Number five, the big one. Go ahead. No, you go. Is oh. this your big? This is my biggest one. So the, you go first. This was the person I hated the most at the time. What do you mean? So while, like while they were actually playing, mm-hmm. I hated them. The rest of these people, like I didn't watch OJ play. I watched Aaron Hernandez play. Didn't hate him at the time. I guess Philip Rivers, I hated. I've hated more at times while he was playing. Yeah, but like this person is a very specific, specific time. Philip Rivers been playing. I've hated him for as long as I've been alive. Centuries. This person was three years in college. I hated them. Hated them so much because at this point in time, I was a Duke fan because I really liked Coach K and I really liked J.J. Redick back in the day. So this was just a couple of things that just to give you, I'm not a Duke fan anymore. I do appreciate Coach K. Can we like kind of like dive into that just a smidge? Like I don't necessarily get the Duke hate. Like I get prestigious white school, like – I think it's just because other people, like, I would hate them more if Mizzou had lost them more. So, like, think about a lot of teams. A lot of teams are they good at basketball. They around the country. Duke okay. beats everybody. They play They play around, like, they like some of our friends, like Jacob Surges, who is a Wisconsin fan, had a huge heartbreak in 2015. Like, there because were reasons them, yeah. why other people hate Duke. And there's also, like, a lot, this whole, like, Coach K has this whole bit of, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. Well, I've but, spent some time in North Carolina that has made me consider this because, I, one of the things that really bugs me about people is whenever they brand their team as like America's team, like Cardinals fans do Dallas, that. Dallas, a hundred percent. UNC does that. And partially because they think everybody hates Duke. So we have to be better. See, so I, I have hated North Carolina for a long time and I still don't really like them. And it's just this hatred that built in my brain. And it was on, the only reason is Basically, when I, I was too. when I was eight years old, I started becoming a sports fan. Like mm-hmm. I started realizing what sports was. LeBron James is really good. That's why I'm a LeBron fan. I liked Peyton Manning. I he liked, almost was on my top five worst. I liked JJ Redick. Like yeah. those were the three like sports icons I can remember growing up. I hated Tyler Hansborough. So that was one of my two fucking Tyler Hansborough. He's Go so off. much like Philip Rivers, off, just a whiny little bitch. Like. What's crazy about it, though, is I've talked to you about this. We did, we're like, who who's your pickup basketball game like? Mine is like Tyler Hansbrough's. I should like Tyler Hansbrough. <laughs> he plays exactly how I played besides his whole attitude. Like, his and I's attitude was completely different, but our styles of play, mm-hmm. like a scrappy, undersized, uh, like power forward down there, like getting boards and like doing, like not being athletic, but just kind of fighting your way to get points and like, you yeah. know, averaging – 14 and 10 like that just to do your best good numbers yeah. and getting like three blocks or like three charges a game um who's their current coach roy williams Uh, yeah because he used to coach he said that yeah and tyler hansborough are the two reasons that i don't like him i 
fucking hate Tyler Hanswich. He's a whiny little bitch. He just like, oh my God, he traveled all the fucking time. He picked up his pivot foot more than any player of all time. You can go through and watch YouTube highlights that Duke fans have now made. The Cameron Crazies have put together. It would drive me fucking insane because he tried to act like this big fucking tough guy. And then he would get hit by one of the Plumley brothers, which there were 15 who went through <laughs> yeah. Duke. He would get hit by one of them and he'd be flopping all over the ground until finally he literally got elbowed in the nose and it broke his nose middle of the game, which was a, a fucking, it was crazy. And like, but it was like the boy who cried wolf at that point. Like they were like, Oh no, you're fine. Like they didn't call a technical or intentionals didn't exist or flagrants, yeah, flagrants rules, didn't yeah. exist back then. Intentionals did. So it was either an intentional or a technical and it wasn't a flagrant because that didn't exist. It wasn't intentional. And his nose was fucking shattered. And I was just like, I remember being like, I think he played in like, oh, seven, like being like 12 years old and like, fuck you, Tyler Hansbro. Like at my TV <laughs> downstairs, you, like little you just yeah. double birds yeah, up like, in the air, like on a, on a super Tuesday night. Like, mm. you know, it's like eight 30 and my mom's like, Hey, shouldn't you be like going to bed or like doing some homework or something? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like watching, along, I'm watching Duke and North Carolina play, just hating Tyler Hansborough with all of my <laughs> fucking heart. Good points. Good points. I hated him so much. If we ever run out of content, I'm just going to be like, so Tyler Hansborough. I, I need to go back. This was probably like two or three months ago. I just went back and watched like just to randomly get mad. Uh, went back and watched like the him. There's compilations of him like traveling. There's one time he picked up his pivot foot seven times. While he was doing a post move. He he played up his privilege. For sure. But then he was shitty in the NBA. He's actually... His because little, he's shitty his in little, general. His little brother was a sniper for uh, Notre Dame. Surprising for him. he went to Notre Dame, huh? The very... Yeah, not really. Yeah, good point. Good point. I see you smiling at me as you said that. The very first restaurant that I went into... Well, I guess... The first one that had like sports apparel up, like that was like Applebee's. a sports bar. It's not Applebee's and Raleigh was oh. one that just had all sorts of newspapers up all over from like past UNC teams. I immediately walked in and saw this Tyler Hansborough person mm. who's just, I just pointed, I was like, I fucking hate him. And they're like, why? And I was like, I do not have the time of day to explain why I hate this player from your school. Your God is a false God. (laughs) Don't get me started. Okay, give me your number five before I get fucking mad. Even more mad. This one got me riled up. I have never seen anyone who moves the goalposts like this person in my entire life. Here we go. They always just assume that they know. Like they go, oh, hey, if this would have changed in history... I know exactly how it would have played out, which is one of the most ignorant things. Today, this person said, if World War II wouldn't have happened with the bombs, then I know exactly that Japan is just going to come over and maul the U.S. As if there weren't worlds of countries, or a world of country in this war I digress. That was a little bit of a tangent just because I'm pissed off at what he tweeted today. He moves the goalpost. He always tweets shit to rile up his followers. He always tweets shit that's very obscure to kind of like, I'm going to get most of the world mad and my fan base is all going to get behind me. Really nice family for him. Total piece of shit of a person. Works for the mainstream media, which he constantly just 
bashes, talks how good his gambling record is constantly. He steals a lot of his takes. Yet it's his like his gambling, his, his gambling bad. takes too. Bad. This second, he's one of those guys that whenever things are in his favor, he posts all about it. But whenever they're not, he's silent as a church mouse. He's a keyboard warrior too. Without a doubt. Clay Travis, most hated sports person in the world. For you, right? Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I'm growing. He's, He's becoming more and more of a... Like he's he's trying to what am I trying to say? He's like throwing clickbait out there. He is like more and more. Like that's just all like it's his new bit. He realized that it gets him clicks and it gets him impressions, and it works for the people that he wants to get. I don't think though that he likes his audience as much as he used to. I think half of his day is just fighting with people online and like looking up research that you know, supports his point. He's so much of a picker and chooser with his stats of whether it's politics or sports, because he gets into both of them and he is very much a stick to sports guy and half of his fucking Twitter feed is politics. What's his book though that he wrote? Um, everybody hates Clay Travis. No, he wrote another one. God damn it. But everybody does hate Clay Travis with a brain because I understand that it's a bit, I, as someone who spends part of my time being a personality on air, I get it, but I viscerally hate his on, his on air personality. He put out so much anti LeBron, anti China stuff, pro America, pro capitalism. Why? I get that LeBron was not a good player in that problem that came up. But if you're going to go after anybody, why not go after the head of the fucking league? He just picks this easy, low-hanging fruit to just bash. Bro, and- it's all about impressions to him. <sighs> it's all about riling up the masses, and he's done it with me. Yeah. He's I mean, earned he's a hate follow. You. He's earned a hate follow, because I... <sighs> I violently dislike Trey Clapp. Trey Clavis. Just start calling him that. Why not? Good old Trey Clavis. Who's your fifth? He's under your skin. I already gave my fifth, Tyler Hansborough. I'm going to give my honorable mention. Oh, I, that is what I meant. I'm sorry, yeah. Roger Goodell. Good one. Good one, yeah. Cahoots, back door. Yeah, he's a scumbag. Makes $40 million a year. Yeah. Maybe he could give me a million. I'll, you know what, Roger? I'll extend you the same offer that I extended Vladimir Putin. If you would like to sponsor the pod, I'll be your right-hand man. But sponsor the pod first. Let's not be... Uh, speaking of Roger Goodell, um, I know you saw this, but the all of the commissioners of sports met with President Trump here recently. I think it's the weekend, some point in time. Um, not much came out of it. I, don't I have one release. question for you about that situation. Does that make you more or less confident? that sports will come back faster. I think it makes me more confident. So I feel the opposite way. I I think that it's, I they at least everybody needs to be on the same page. To be honest, it might truly mean that sports come back faster because I think that that's a priority for him to normalize American life, which I don't think is a bad thing. 
but I think that him doing that means that they're going to try to expedite it in a way that might cut some corners. And I think that another important parallel to this is he had the same sort of phone call with like the owner of Papa John's and Domino's and like, you know, take out. Papa? Yeah. But no, no, he's gone. Papa was on the phone. Well, the new Papa did. Hey, can we talk about how 40 pizzas in 30 days? Isn't that crazy now? (laughs) Good point. (laughs) The day of reckoning. Why didn't we listen to Papa? Because we're in it now. He knew. He had some shit on his head. He fucking knew. Um, I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, I'm not. He said, "quote August would be great." Um, by he, I mean President Trump said, uh, "August would be great for the uh, start of sports." I don't really know. I'm not going to really hold too much weight against what he's saying against dates. He was wanting to come back and have it be functional by Easter. Oh. I'm not gonna. We're not going to sit here and try to criticize that. Um, but what they do think about uh, is the NFL starting on time, which I think is very important. It, it's going to be tough. The the parts that aren't tough is the whole training. I mean, it's tough when you. Mm-hmm. It's tough to have your rookies and your second year guys and anybody you have new to the team. That whole part is tough. But for your guys like four or five year veterans, anybody who's been in the league for a while, it's not that tough. They don't really do that many full padded full go practices anymore it's a lot of walkthroughs um which i think i i don't know it's gonna either it's gonna either lead to a sloppy start to the nfl season um or things will just kind of carry on as normal we'll see i'm not gonna comment too much on this uh because i will digress what do you think about the nba trying to give us a uh, a little gift while they give us some bad news they pulled the old tactic that your parents would do when they like or like any doctor. If you go to the doctor's office and you like you get a shot, you get a sucker right afterwards. Right. And the NBA was basically when Horse was talking about how that's it's the NBA's angling towards canceling the season and they were like, "Oh, but we're going to do this horse competition. You want to see him do horse?" And they're like giving us this little sucker. I don't and it's like, like "I don't that. fucking want your sucker. I don't want to see these players play horse. I don't fucking care about that. I want to see the NBA playoffs." What if it's not your favorite player, too? And what like each player is, I don't good care at about things. my favorite player playing horse. Honestly, any player in the NBA can fucking play horse. Agent Zero would hop on this and beat everybody. Mellow, another good one. Like, what? yeah, unless they're fucking, like putting up half quarters. Like, it step, just depends on what you're because everybody has different like rules for horse and the order. Yeah, because then it's like, all right, are we gonna do dunking? This is just gonna become a dunk contest, and then I'm gonna pick like. You know, like, I'm going to want Giannis to go in there and do a dunk contest. Or, like, are we just doing shooting? And it's like, okay, Steph, go in and shoot, and you're going to make every shot. Like, it, that's not fun to me. I don't want to see these guys who all they they shoot so much. The shooting part is not what makes basketball competitive. It's the athleticism and the schemes that are used in the meantime and the ability to get those shots off in tough positions and beat the defender. Any Almost any NBA player can go out there and shoot a fuck ton of shots and make them. They've been doing it for years. One They've of my favorite forever. stats is Dwight Howard in practice is a plus 80% free throw shooter. Yeah. Nuts. Like yeah. the, I don't care about what they can do in an empty gym against nothing with, with nothing on the line. If they lose this horse game, it doesn't even matter if there's a hundred thousand dollars on the line. Most of them aren't even going to care about that. Agreed. Agreed. 
My honorable don't mention. Fucking care about your horse game NBA. I'm getting mad. Yeah, my honorable mention, Vontaze, whatever his name. Perfect. Yeah, fuck him. So let's move on to the competition that truly matters right now. The sneaky snack bracket, round two. Let me just go through our current polls and what all is going on here. In the scrumptious category, we have Oreos winning by 75% to cupcakes. Uh, The two seed. Chocolate chip cookies, 70% to donuts, number three. Donuts are getting slacking. We also got some shit about the coin toss, about brownies getting outed. It didn't matter who won that. Chocolate chip cookies was going to fucking destroy whoever walked up. Let's be honest. doesn't matter if brownies was going to win. doesn't matter if donuts was going to win. You were all going to vote for chocolate chip cookies. Sit down and be quiet. Also, you played into it. More content. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations. We just Clay Travis. You played yourself. So we have uh, upset at the top of the salty category. Not happy. I know. But I expected it. I also love them both very dearly. I I am so strongly a Chex Mix guy that I'm upset because Chex Mix is number one seed in salty versus number five seed Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its is winning by 55%, which is a close. Cheez-Its. They're not win- They're winning by seven percent. Winning what fifty seven percent to forty three percent, forty five to fifty five, ten percent, ten percent. Okay, um, numbers hard. You said winning by fifty seven percent earlier. Did I say fifty? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Table or whatever you said, fifty five percent. It's not. They're not winning by that much. They're they winning by ten percent. Okay. They, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Cheez Its is a is a dark horse. I let it slip down the line. It's one of my... It would probably have been my number two or number it's one. Not a bad snack. There are plenty of... Here's my thing. It's easy to reject Cheez-Its. Not but for me. Whenever I start going after them, I'm going. For Cheez-Its? Yeah. Yeah. It's I one mean, of those snacks. Like, I, It's hard for me I to I think quit pretzels on. are getting some slack. Or not pretzels. I think Chex Mix are getting some slack because of pretzels. The pretzels in the Chex Mix... Take a lot of people away from Chex Mix. They don't. They don't scare me. I'm not scared of a little fucking pretzel in my Chex Mix. It doesn't ruin my time, but it does for others. So they're going with Cheez-Its, which is a very good snack. High quality snack. A, f- a five seed for a Cheez-It. Kind of disrespectful. There are good pretzels out there, but I digress to number two. Beef Jerku, which would have won if it was If it that was way. Beef Jerku. But it currently is in the lead. It had a little bit of a comeback. Beef jerky, 60% versus number three popcorn at 40%. Popcorn came out hot. It did. It did. It, it was, popped off. Oh, it was losing until I posted the some of the results. A little bit rigged. I, no. I've been trying to... I'm getting the content going. ...keep as much of my personal opinion out there or where my opinions that have come to me are from I, I think i would pick popcorn over beef jerky i think both of us would we put we rank beef jerky higher because it's what the people want i'm and not so sure about that it depends out. it depends i don't know I don't, they I'm, can both be high but i am disappointed beef in jerky them. higher ceiling popcorn higher floor i agree yeah 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 without a doubt i am really disappointed about the next one sweet category number one skittles 35%. Getting destroyed. By number four, Yummy Bears. Yeah. Fire. Okay, these are also, these are two things that I kind of let Chex Mix, or excuse me, Cheez-Its and Gummy Bears, or 
on my Mount Rushmore. They are. And, and I had to argue hard because Skittles is my favorite sweet snack. Like that, we, you know, we each gave we're each other force. some. Yeah. yeah. Like we agreed on the Chex Mix. Oreos was one that I wasn't going to back down on. Right. I gave you one. Oreos, yeah. so I got Skittles 100%. Yeah, yeah. That's how that worked. And Doritos was a, a no brainer. Yeah. Of but, being a one. But before we get there, yeah. we have another upset. Number two, Sour Patch Kids. Also on your Mount Rushmore, probably, right? Are they getting torched? I haven't looked at that. 40% versus number three, Reese's 60%. Reese's get some love. Reese's is up there, though, too. Good. I love Reese's. These are some fucking matchups. Yeah. You tell me. Round two got spicy. Round one, very predictable. Xmas versus Cheez Its? You tell me Skittles versus Gummy Bears? Hard. Reese's versus Sour Patch? These are, I mean, these are blue blood schools playing against each other in the sweet 16. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. This is, this is, I'm not going to say the one team redacted. Um, this is Michigan State. This is Kentucky Duke playing in the sweet 16. Yes. Like four times. Michigan State UNC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arizona. Uh, Villanova, that's a weaker one. That's a weaker one. You're right. You're right. Who's our? Do we don't have a like a, a UConn women's basketball in this bracket? I don't think. No, we don't. We don't. We don't have a UCLA. We have a personal. We don't have a. We yeah. Yeah. But we don't have like a '70s UCLA unstoppable in this bracket. Right. Which I think is why it's getting I even it's more good. interesting. Yeah. So we're in the savory category now. Number one Doritos is leading by fifty five percent. To number four, Puppy Chow. You said, again, you said this leading by 55%. Is Correct. They are... Leading by 10%. Yeah, they have 55% of the vote. Okay. Over... Wait, who are they facing? Number four, Puppy Chow. See, Puppy Chow is a Midwest staple. Doritos Puppy Chow is, is global. really, really good. I think the fact that Doritos has more of a range helps them a lot. It can be nachos. It can be... Spicy nacho. Oh, you're saying cool just in ranch. general. Yeah. 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 So to fill I was it just out. saying like puppy chow is puppy chow. Doritos are like a snack with a sandwich. Have cheese on top of them. You can dip Doritos no, in buffalo chicken dip. You can dip Doritos in uh, Rattel. Dorito nachos is meat. Just Doritos with some shredded cheese on top. Microwave that mm-hmm. bitch. Ooh, good point. A little tip for y'all out there. And we finally have our only tie for our last matchup, which is number two granola bars is dead even with number three string cheese. I think that's the probably the weakest matchup of the Agreed. whole thing. Yeah. It's like Gonzaga and Xavier facing off. It's like, you know, they're always there. They're always in the tournament. They're not going to make it, but, though. But, yeah. like, yeah, they're not going to win. Whoever long. wins that is going to be knocked out next round by the yeah. higher one, regardless. 100%. That's Gonzaga Xavier. That's, so that's, make sure you vote on that online. Yeah, the link is, uh, so it's pinned on our Twitter, and it's in our bio on Instagram. We need this tiebreaker, or you're going to have to bitch more about a coin flip. Yeah, I'll, I'll hey, guess what? I'll do all the coin flips. You can flip coins all day. Where's my quarter? It's up by the games. Okay. In Just case we trying. wanted to uh, play quarters. We should play quarters after this. Fuck you. I haven't played quarters in forever. Oh, you mean the like... Not the fucking 
not the spinet. No, I had physical scars from that from my uncle. Yeah, beating the piss out of me at that game. I wonder how regional quarters is. If you are confused you of play? what we're talking about, describe it. Quarters is a fairly well-known drinking game where you bounce it off the table into a cup, and if you make it, the other person drinks. Which is what I want to play after this, but we're talking about a different quarters. Quarters that we're discussing is an elementary school staple in the Midwest where you put This is a bowling alley must. Fist down on the table. Other person shoots a quarter at your knuckle. So we... Did you spin it? You just spin it and flick it? Yeah, spin it and flick it, and whoever Sometimes. and whoever knocks the quarter down, they have to either. It depended. We always gave a little bit of leeway. If the person who f- was fleeing the quarter wasn't very good, you put your fist down. But like, I would play with my uncle who was really good. And this was like a kind of a give or take. I'd put my fingers down, like fingertips down, so there were gaps, so he could miss. Oh yeah. But if it hit straight on. It hurt yeah. really bad. It just gave me a more chance of a miss. So what we did at my school was you put your fist straight down on the table to where your knuckles are facing front. Mm-hmm. That's how I played it with my friends. And you just shoot back and forth. First person to blow. Oh, you just loses. go. You don't even spin the quarter. Fuck no. I mean, you can if that's your style of shooting. We no. We would spin the quarter, and you everybody takes a turn flicking it around the table, and whoever knocks it down, then you go after them. So it's not just like a pain game. Whoever like, knocks it down, what do you mean? You spin a quarter and you flick it to keep it going. Oh, and whoever doesn't, and keep whoever it. flicks it and it just falls over, you lost, and somebody f- shoots the quarter. At them. Yeah, we were just uh, worried about matriarch or patriarchal uh, hierarchy there, and who can take the most pain. First person to bleed loses. We had somebody we pop just, a blood vessel. You just vessel play like bloody before. knuckles with that. You just punch each other's knuckles. You just punch fists at that point. I don't need a quarter to get in the middle of it. Takes this. less skill. But it requires a higher pain tolerance, so. Good point. Regardless, it's a dumbass game. It was stupid. Very stupid. <laughs> we were playing at the bowling alley all the time. It's like, why don't we just go bowl? God damn it. Bowling alley was just a hangout spot. So. You got anything else? No, we're done with this oh, one. Oh, Masters. It was announced. Masters. They're doing it. They're going to try to do it November 9th through the 15th, I think. Right in the middle of deer season. So good luck to all you people out there trying to be in your deer stands hunting. I'm going to be sitting on my couch watching the Masters. Um, But like you said, you got nothing? Vote on the snack bracket, please. I don't want another tie. It makes my life easier if there's not ties. All right. Uh, make sure to download, subscribe. Please leave us a five-star review. I need to check those. I don't know if anybody's left us one in a while. Uh, I'll check those, and we'll read them for next week. Other than that, see you guys next week.